Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Science Faction. The only show where a scientist, a comedian, and a comedian scientist come together to discuss science. Comedically. Hello, and welcome to Science Faction's Patreon 136. I call BS. Yes, I call BS. This is, uh, I, you know, uh, we've been doing this game for so long, and I, I kind of thought, you know, I would have killed myself uh, in my cell by now, bitten mm-hmm. off my tongue. I've had several opportunities sure. to end my own life. And while the, the treatment just gets more in, inhumane year after year, I think I've become institutionalized. Uh, like when we didn't have I call BS mm-hmm. last week. Like I found myself just flagellating myself with like barbed there's wire. Some, uh, there's some good uh, uh, research on learned helplessness that I think you should check out. Uh, it might uh, it might explain things for you a little bit. I had to hire um, another Caucasian albino to like stomp on my groin sure. to give a similar feeling. And it's hard too because <laughs> uh, when you get to pure albinism, there's eyesight issues. So sometimes they can't target the groin as well as I can. I mean, you're pretty close to albinism, yeah. Uh, but but you you it's a fine line, and you're on you're on the non-albinism I, side. Yeah, safely. But I, I can translate. That's the thing. I can. <laughs> your eye, you like your, the pupils of your eye, like you have white eyes and not sure. red eyes. Yeah, exactly. So. Uh, Darren, speaking of the white-eyed host of your show, I of course am your host, comedian archaeologist Robert Timothy. With me, as always, my comedian, Mr. Damian Mercado. David, how are you doing this afternoon? I am doing great. Whereas I am a mestizo. That is the people I talk to. Those are the spirits I see. Bobby's like if Bobby... you are a mixture of one type of white person and another type of white person. Yes, yes. Uh, like if you look down at my line, there's a bunch of like conquistadors, yes. like smothering Native Americans. <laughs> like, like those are like my ancestors. If it's like Star Wars, but Bobby, if we look at Bobby's ancestors, sure. it's it's also like Star Wars, but it's just a bunch of creepy albinos staring at him. <laughs> like he's one of us. And then the sun hits one, and they die. <laughs> he was masturbating and that's that's how we found out the sun burned him all right let's move right on i call bs i call i call i call i call i call, I call. ring ring i call bs I call BS the game where I read four science news articles. They could all be true, all be false, or any combination thereof in between. And my guest, uh, comedian Mr. Damien Mercado, tries to guess which ones are true and which ones are BS, standing for bad science. Uh, for those of you guys who don't know, pretty standard quiz show rules. And uh, in a statistically almost impossible thing, Damien has yet to win a single game of I call BS to cite despite playing weekly, sometimes multiple times a week for around 16 to 17 years. And so multiple times, like again, so like, like, uh, like you wouldn't even, I mean, it's not like you were released multiple times no, per week. No, no, that no. just we means do, like you'll just do like a practice episode. Yeah, I was trying to get you, I was building up your confidence. I'm like, if we can just win one outside, maybe you're getting stage fright. I'll try and help you win one here, just hanging out. And every, it's just the refusal is kind of, it's the same thing that angers everybody. I've, I've come to accept it, but it's the thing that, <laughs> There's, uh, yeah. Like episodes where I've passed out from pain <laughs> due to the waterboarding or, or I've had to, or paramedics have had to resuscitate me like, well, now we got to record two days from now. All right, let's go on to article number one. The University of Montana have announced that they expect human trials of a new Alzheimer's vaccine to start next year. Damien, is this science or bad science? Uh, It's the University of Montana. Uh, I'm going to say this is bad science. They have not 
They have not found a vaccine for Alzheimer's. They have found a vaccine for gentrification. That is right. The very unhappy Montana populace is tired of rising housing costs of, of Silicon Valley millionaires. I don't know what it would be like. What would the like gentrification like? Um, it would really just be giving LSD to a bunch of like like farmers, very conservative, like cattle farmers. That would do it. No, no, no. You would have to put in uh, like safeguards to keep people like out of town or city folk from coming in to your location. Like you have to be able to lasso something in order to sign escrow. Okay. <laughs> Vaccines against lassos. That would have been much better. <laughs> uh, it's actually just obesity. This is bad science, Damien, but they did announce the beginning of human trials for a vaccine that we have discussed before on the show, which is one for opiates, specifically heroin and fentanyl. So we discussed these types of vaccines uh, as they were being developed and when they were doing animal trials, but they're finally slotted for human trials in 2024. They work by training the immune system to mount an immune response to the opiates themselves, binding to them and inactivating them before they can take effect in the human body, stopping individuals not only from overdosing, but most of the time in most of the trials, seemingly also from having any kind of neurological effect in the body, which, you know, would stop people from wanting to use the heroin or the fentanyl. Uh, you could imagine that if they were successful, they could prove effective not only for addiction treatment, but also for preventative measures for vulnerable young populations. Like if you could give your kid a fentanyl vaccine and then they wouldn't get high if they had fentanyl and also wouldn't overdose if they happened to get fentanyl and some other drugs they had, like that could be very appealing. Now, the issue you would come into is this can't be broad enough to do all opiates because then you have an issue with how do you treat somebody who is going through surgery or who has an accident and they need some kind of opiates to deal with their pain. You would want it to be specific. So this is specifically going to just affect fentanyl. This is specifically just going to affect heroin, but wouldn't do some other opiates that we use in, in kind of, you know, general medical treatment. Really, really interesting. We talked about this before with other drugs, cocaine, alcohol, a bunch of stuff. I think this is like a very promising thing, way to go. Like you could see drug treatment facilities using this. You could see issues where you have somebody who is repeatedly violating the law and harming a lot of people for the use of fentanyl getting, you know, part of the sent part of the probation is, yeah, you're going to go, you can either go to jail or you can go through treatment and you need to then get this vaccine so you can no longer get high. Very, very interesting. And I think like if, if you could weave that, that line where it doesn't do all the opiates. So therefore you still have, you know, medical treatment options when you need it. That could be like an incredibly useful tool in a country where we are killing thousands of young people every single day with fentanyl. And those are just the cool ones. We're not talking about it's true. <laughs> those are just the ones who are just partying like, like a, like young, like Amer like uncle Sam intended. That's not even counting the Rush Limbaugh's. Right. The old addicts. Yeah, I think those were on Oxy or something else. But yeah, like I, I do like the idea of very specific like drugs of abuse vaccines that you could get. And and like I think a lot of people would voluntarily get them in certain sober times where they're like, yeah, I really want to be sober, so I'm going to get it. Uh, and then, you know, people relapse, but you can't relapse if you can't feel the effect of the drug. But I also think there is a place for like, hey, this guy has assaulted the 15th straight person in an attempt to like get money for fentanyl. Like he is sentenced to either jail, which isn't usually very effective or treatment alongside with this specific thing. So, you know, maybe he's still going to go and do bad stuff, but at least he's not going to do it to get fentanyl anymore. 
Yeah, like like if the judge had some restorative justice, like okay, we can send you to jail, or we can have our bailiff dose you right yeah. now. Just, yeah, exactly. he, has a, he has a dark gun. He'll he'll hit you with it, and you can walk right out of here. Article number two. In a first ever reported case, a man trying to stifle a sneeze while driving ended up causing a massive tear in his perineum. Damien, is this science or bad <laughs> science? <laughs> it's a, you said man, right? Yep. You said it was a man. Yep. I don't like to brag, but I but I'm a very messy sneezer. Sure, like uh, I it's a lot of gusto. Yeah. I command a room with my sneeze. That's true, and, and maybe I'm just built different. But like of all the points of contact, you know, all the all the rough points of that sneeze, yeah. I've never felt the perineum to be uh, like if I was a woman, maybe like you know, like I've always uh, I'm always worried that it's a more vulnerable area, yeah. but like. The scrotum, for all of its its uh, uh, defensive weaknesses, is actually pretty good at protecting the perineum. You know, like usually the perineum, the, the testicles absorb all the damage that the perineum was going to attain. Well, you know what I think of? I think of like those squeezing toys. You know, like they, they have those stress squeezing <laughs> toys where you squeeze them and like the head will get big or something like that. Or you squeeze the head down. <laughs> I imagine that's happening when you're sneezing. <laughs> Yeah. So, okay. And because you said that, I'm going to say this is bad science. <laughs> His, uh, the, there was no damage to the perineum, but have you ever seen that weightlifting video where like the guy's intestines just come out? Like when he's trying oh, to do yeah. like a squat, uh, like, like that happened, uh, during the sneeze that, or it was a fart or something like that. It's not, it's not right here. This is bad science. Uh, this is bad science, Damien, but a man trying to stifle, stifle a sneeze while driving did end up tearing open his fucking windpipe. So this is crazy. So he was suffering from hay fever. He was sneezing a bunch and he tried to do that thing where you literally like pinch your nose closed and closed his mouth and it caused a massive pressure explosion that tore through his fucking windpipe, had to drive himself to the ER where he was in a lot of pain. His neck had been like swollen huge on both sides and, and he couldn't like really like move around, move his head around or move his neck around. And the doctors could hear a faint crackling sound in his throat. And they basically did a they did an X-ray. They're like, "Boom! You got a fucking hole in here, bro. Next time, just let the sneeze out." <laughs> I I'm ter- I hold in a lot of sneezes because I am such a bombastic sneezer. I am too, and like I'm in public a lot. I am too. I, I sneeze. <laughs> I, I have big sneezes. I sneeze very loud. But also, like, there's a lot of catharsis in a sneeze. Like, I I don't know that I would want to pinch the sneeze off. I want to get. Uh, whatever is causing that irritability, I want it out of my nose, you know? All the world's a stage, and every time you sneeze is an excuse to command the room and perform. We know what? We should have a sneezing contest. See who really, see who does it. <laughs> this is, this is, we've talked a lot about contests in front of the fans, sure. and it's never happened. So don't don't dangle this in front of the we're fans just, unless you are ready to, to, to go to the... We're just going to like hang out in a dusty-ass room. Just... <laughs> Taking, I, 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 if I take Afrin, it makes me sneeze. Oh, like, really? Like, uh... It makes me like chain sneeze, like mm. like twenty sneezes in a row. Like I'm a like I'm a cat or a mm. dog who like got pepper sprayed or something. <laughs> Are you have you been pepper spraying a lot of dogs? <laughs> you have to understand, I carry a lot of meat in my pockets. As such, a lot of strays try to accost me. Oh, uh, dear. <laughs> Article number three. A new paper out suggests that childhood exposure to leaded gas more than doubles the chances of schizophrenia as an adult. Damien is a science. Or bad science. 
this is bad science because I know for a fact that uh, boomers were exposed to lead mm-hmm. and uh, schizophrenia is not one of the things I would associate with boomers. Uh, however, I would associate leaded gas uh, exposure to not having your kids talk to you uh, as, as, as a grandparent. Sure. Um, really liking Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, uh, I would uh, losing your shit all over service workers, mm. like just constantly getting in their face. I know what is another boomer boomer shit. Constantly forgetting your email password. Yeah, <laughs> ruining social safety nets for future generations. Oh, dear David, this one is bad science, though an even more terrifying new study suggests that childhood exposure to cats more than doubles the likelihood of schizophrenia later in life. So this is crazy, and this builds upon other studies. This isn't out of nowhere. But this is a much bigger, much broader study that that had a big end number. Now, they still haven't narrowed down what the critical window is, because there clearly must be a critical window in that, just saying childhood is too wide. They still need to do follow-up studies to narrow that down. But they think this is likely caused by Toxoplasmosis gondii, the parasite in cats that is designed to basically rewire the brains of rodents and get them eaten by cats where they want to lay their eggs. This is terrifying, terrifying, given the prevalence of cats. And given the severity of how much schizophrenia impacts the lives of people who have it. I mean, that is going to change your fucking life if you have schizophrenia. It's going to change the lives of people around you. And if you're saying that it's... it's We're not saying it's 10% more, which would be huge. That's a huge increase. We're saying it's double. It fucking doubles your chances of having a life-ruining condition that you will never recover from. And that's nuts. Like, could you imagine if that was a chemical that doubled adult schizophrenia? If we found out the fucking Splenda doubled adult schizophrenia, it would be off the shelves tomorrow. It would be fucking gone. If childhood exposure to Splenda increased schizophrenia by 15%, it would be off the shelves tomorrow and there would be lawsuits up the ass. But nobody's going to change shit. Nobody's going to stop having cats. Oh, by the way, Big Cat owns this country. One of the big- <laughs> I mean, it's just one of those things that like people refuse to judge themselves on. Like I've talked about this before about how bad cats are for the environment. Cats are one of the worst things you can do. You could be driving a Prius being a vegan, doing all that stuff, you are doing more damage having a cat that you allow outside. Now, if you're if it's just an indoor cat, this does not apply to you. But if you have allow your cat to go outside, even just an hour or two a day, it is essentially committing a genocide of the local fauna around you. It is killing all the lizards, all the snakes, all the birds, all the small animals. It, it's not even really eating them. It's just fucking a psychopath. It's killing them for fun. You are doing more damage to the environment than the dude who's rolling coal in the F-350 next to you you are destroying the environment but again nobody's getting rid of their fucking cats like it is a weird thing where we have decided well this is just part of our culture so we're gonna keep doing it yeah i mean uh, 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 cat videos are like what the number one like uh isn't every time they unleash an ai on the internet like a cat's the first thing it learns yeah we love our cats don't touch our you can touch our guns before you touch our cats it's so fucking weird and figuring out like I kind of just want to, like, present this to a bunch of parents and be like, so, first of all, let's take a trip downtown really quickly to some homeless areas and I'll show you what schizophrenia looks like in real life. So this isn't an abstract concept. You understand you are doubling your kids' chances of this by owning this tiny animal. Like, how how important is this to you? And I would tell him, is my child going to keep the rats away from the moo? 
Yeah, you know what? Actually, <laughs> w- when it comes to like the cat ownership thing, the farmers are the only ones who I think get a pass. Like, because at least they're using their cat. Like that cat, like that hat, that cat has a job. You know, it's supposed to be killing all the mice in the barn before it eats the grain. That the mice are probably bringing in worse diseases. So, like, I give them a pass. But like, could we have domesticated the ferret or something like something I mean, else? People like, do have ferrets. I mean, but like you know how like we basically settle as a, as like a culture sure. on the cat for our rodent problems. Yeah. Was there was there a competitor species? Was there a Pepsi to the Coke of cats? You know, Jack Russells are really good. Jack Russell Terriers are really good at taking care of rodents. Before the twenty two rifle was invented, <laughs> freaking crazy! It is absolutely crazy to me that we continue to keep these animals. Hey, look, I fucking love petting a cat. Cats are fun. The blah 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 blah. But like again, like <laughs> nothing would be worth me doubling my kids chances of schizophrenia because i like to pet the fucking fluffy cat like it's just it's it's so weird to me like it was weird to me when when we started realizing how bad it was just to have an outdoor cat and there were so many people who were like well who cares or like well i grew up this way so it should be fine and it's like no it's not you're doing something morally wrong I think that is something that if you got that information out there, because what what one group of people is super terrified of everything, even their own shadow, if it affects their kids, new parents or parents, moms, parents. If you could figure out a way to like put this into like, I don't know, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop magazine or whatever. Yeah. This you could get it out there. Good point. (laughs) Very good point. And lastly, article number four. New research into the use of GLP-1 agonists for weight loss, such as the blockbuster hit Ozempic, shows that individuals who stop treatment tend to gain all the weight they lost back within about a year. Damien, is this science or bad science? This is bad science because they actually come back bigger like a Wonka blueberry. Oh, um, they come like <laughs> if you stop taking it, you start sure. becoming blue. Uh, you're, you have to consult a physician. Uh, no, I actually know this because a good friend of ours mm-hmm. is uh, has started it, and he is just he has raved about like how like his appetite is like you know his his sure. like like he, like the biggest weight loss thing is that he's and we talked about it on the show, and I told him about like the dopamine, how like uh, the the dopamine release from eating food it like fucks with that. So sure. based off of uh, an awful neutral uh, sidekick's uh, opinion, I am going to say bad science. This is what is bad science, Damien. And let me just point out that you would have won this episode, except I accidentally emailed you the notes for this episode last night, and you did not disclose that in the beginning, giving away the fact that you knew all the answers ahead of time. How dare you, you fucking cheater. First off, Bobby, I'll have you know that the the postal mailman hasn't even the email uh-huh. man hasn't even come. Sure, yeah, our, our email mm-hmm. man hasn't even been reliable. Oh, okay. okay? Uh, <laughs> he, cheater. He spends all this time. Cheater. <laughs> cheater. Wow. Lose for seventeen straight years and then cheat. Wow, Damien. Wow. Uh, I'll have you know that when you sent this last night, uh-huh. I was like, babe, Bobby, and I was like, Bobby, like, like my wife is like, I'm laughing hysterically. Bobby, you fucking idiot. You dumb piece of shit. And then you canceled recording that day. Yeah. I know you realized what you did. No, and no, you made up that? some lie. 
No, no, no. I accidentally sent it to you because I was having trouble getting my com- my my little like recording station computer hooked up, and I was frantically trying to send it from my other computer to one to so I could record anyway. And in that, I accidentally sent it to you instead of to myself, which I didn't even realize until today when I was like, "Hey, where are? Why aren't those on this machine? Why aren't they in my email?" And I realized I hadn't sent them to myself. And I was like, "I'm pretty sure I sent them." And I had to check my sent folder, and I was like, "Damien, you cheating motherfucker! Okay, you first cheating, off, for, you <laughs> cheating off, little This is the fuck. real game." This is the real game. Secondly, oh my God. I like the oh my, me, God. my wife and I were joking. Esque excuses <laughs> for this type of cheating. No, no excuse. You're the. I'm breaking on a joke. Like the, the the guard fell asleep uh-huh. on his shift, and I took advantage of it and escaped. Fuck you. No regrets. Secondly, the like like last night. I want all of our fans to know that like uh, we were supposed to record yeah. last night. It was our normal recording day. Uh, and all of a sudden, uh, I get the email. Uh, and instead of getting the email that's an invite to the Zoom meeting, I get an email that's the answer. So I call BS. My <laughs> wife catches me having a seizure laughing, saying, Bobby, you dumb bastard. And then uh, when you call, then he calls like later on, it's like, oh, my computer broke, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. We made up this whole scenario about how you had to like pour water in your computer <laughs> and get a new computer. And other, it can't because Damien will know if I'm lying. And I can't admit that I made this mistake. So <laughs> you went to all these very expensive. <laughs> We've been joking about it for the last 24 hours. Oh, my God. Did you also call up Georgia and ask them for answers, too? You cheating motherfucker. Listen, all right. Anyway. I just need 10,000 yes answers. <laughs> it still wouldn't balance out. You'd still be losing overall. All right. Anyway, this one is indeed bad science. Uh, though in this study of Zep, of Zepbound, the individuals did gain about 50% of the weight back within a year. And so we talked about this, this rebound effect that when people go out it. Now, this isn't the same semaglude as Ozempic and some of the other ones, but it is a GLP-1 agonist. So it's it's similar in that sense. And these are things we talked about that we talked about when they first came out. They came out as a diabetes drug. And, and the researchers noticed during the trials for this diabetes drug that everybody was losing a ton of weight. And it then became a blockbuster weight loss drug, which is now doing really good things. I mean, there are some instances where, you know, people are are getting like paralysis of the stomach or they're having issues after they get off. But in general, anything we as a society can do to knock down obesity is fantastic. That's going to knock down diabetes, healthcare costs, a bunch of other stuff. It is a good fucking thing, despite I, I think we have a weird Victorian idea about it where, where we're like that's too easy they, they should they shouldn't be able to lose weight easily fuck fat people and it's like no let's like nobody would say that about cancer like nobody would say that about anything else like that drug is too easy but there is a weird pushback of people who who seem to see take a moralistic attitude towards these type of drugs i'm all for Which them is- i think anything that that allows people to be healthier whether it cuts down their appetite whether it has them process you know, uh, sugars or lipids differently. It's good. Now there is the rebound where you are on this and then you get off of it. And like any other thing, like a diet, like uh, any diet drug, you're going to gain some weight back when you get off of it. This particular study was 88 weeks long. And so for the first 36 weeks, the individuals took the Ozempic. And then for the next year, half of them were told they were still on the drug, but they were basically given nothing they were given a, a placebo and the other half were continued to give be continued to be on the drug uh and what ended up happening is the ones that 
were on the drug continued to lose weight. Now, everybody in those first 36 weeks lost about, on average, 20% of their body weight. That's amazing. Like, think about that. That means an average 200 person, 200 pound person is going to lose 40 pounds in 36 weeks. That's fucking amazing. The, and then those who... It's like the amount of integrity you've lost on this show by not <laughs> being able to keep control of the answers. Fans aren't going to be able to realize, like, they're not going to be able to trust that you're... How do we know that you didn't send the answers to some Saudi prince, Bobby? Yeah, I'm the one who lost integrity, you cheating motherfucker. But <laughs> they lost 20%. That's huge. Those who stayed on it for the next year uh, overall ended up losing 25%. So obviously there's a drop off in how much you lose, but they continue to lose it. That's amazing. Fantastic. Now, those who were then went on placebo for the next year ended up gaining about half of that weight back. That was presented by some people as like, ha ha, see, it doesn't work. And it's like, no, 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 we're still talking about a 10% weight loss over the course of like a year and a half. That's great. That's fucking fantastic. That's, you know, better than most diet exercise routines and prescriptions from doctors and stuff that, you know, maybe we can even find ways to make that rebound happen a little bit less with certain exercise or, or diet regimens or whatever. But regardless, a 10% net weight loss is absolutely fantastic. And that could, that will be the difference for a lot of people between being diabetic and not being diabetic between having, you know, knee problems and not having knee problems. Like that is great. And these drugs do have a really good place in our society. I'm surprised you're about because like you sending me the, that's like Ozempic. That's like I was I was taking the way out of this prison cell. Mm. Um, and and you've said that no, you're draconian measures. Which by the way, you have been like you being offended. That's like Pol Pot being offended that, that like there's hateful propaganda about him written on the streets that somebody like spray painted him ugly. On the side of a no, wall. No, this has nothing to do with me. I'm offended at your cheating, Damien. Much like Pol Pot <laughs> could be offended at the cheating of villagers who were, <laughs> who were thwarting the killing fields. You, you. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, Bobby, taking a stand, sticking up for Pol Pot. Have you no honor, sir? <laughs> the Khmer Rouge. <laughs> yeah, we could sit here and pick apart all the bad things the Khmer Rouge yeah, did. we could. We could. <laughs> we could, but you know what they didn't do is cheat on I Call BS. So as far as I'm concerned, not that bad. Not I'm, that bad. I'm, I'm currently being lined up in front of a firing squad. And some would say well-deserved. Maybe a million people. Maybe a million emails. Freedom! Then, Bobby, that's when you add in the gunfire sound effect. Right there. Bam. Uh, thank you, audience, for coming back to Science Faction. This is Patreon <laughs> 136, where you learn all about heroin and fentanyl vaccines starting human trials next year. How a man who tried to stifle a sneeze ended up bursting his windpipe. How childhood exposure to cats can double your chances of schizophrenia as an adult. And... How getting off GLP-1 agonists for weight loss might make you gain back about half the weight you lost. Thank you so much for joining us, and come on back next week for Science Faction 686. The comedian who normally does the joke at the end of this podcast has been made an example of for being a traitor. All hail, Bobby! You've been listening to Science Faction. Wait, that's not right. Right.